With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. He wants to merge. What? Pearson Zane. No. No way, I'm not doing that. Oh, excuse me? We didn't fight off Hardman to end up here. Well, you went after the man's daughter, which is what put us here. You told me to cut him off at the knees. If you're gonna go that low to put someone down, then you better be damn sure that they don't get back up. Suits season two, episode 13 is over. And if you wanna hear us talk about Zane versus Zane, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestradino, back here with the guy who would never tell you that the foie gras tastes like ass. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob. Yeah. The, the foie gras do be tasting like ass, though. <laughs> <laughs> Very clear. I, I thought you had Thank such you. a sophisticated palate. Yeah, that's why I can tell you that mm-hmm. I'm not wrong. It be tasting okay. like ass. Yes. What's up, okay. Rob? Robert, how Zane, are you? Robert Zane is right. <laughs> yeah. Robert Zane is correct. Okay. <laughs> So uh, here we go. Some family drama here with, I mean, season two has been the season of family drama of suits. And this time that we get to meet Rachel's dad, Robert Zane, as he comes back and goes uh, toe to toe with Harvey and Jessica here in uh, this episode. And at the same time has the contentious relationship with Rachel that he wants to see her do something else. Little does he know she, He's already passed the LSATs. Yeah, and she has not told him. And this is a a moment of clarity for this man because throughout this episode, we will see that Rachel thinks her dad doesn't respect her. And, and it there's shows. Pl- plenty of evidence <laughs> that does back her claim. Um, so yes, um, finding out that she has uh, taken the LSAT and got a high enough score to actually go to law school is a refreshing moment for him. But it took a lot to get us there. It really did. Um, Because um, throughout the episode, we see that, you know, on more than one occasion, it does feel like either he doesn't believe in Rachel or Rachel believes that he doesn't believe in her. And that's not good. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'll explore that relationship here today. Also, Lewis gets into it with the new fifth year associate, Katrina, that Harvey hired uh, just an episode or two ago. She finally shows up. And uh, we'll get into some of that original air date for Zane versus Zane, January 31st, 2013. So, uh, yeah, we're we're getting close to like uh, 10 years exactly, 10 years greater. Oh, what are we going to do to celebrate the, <laughs> I don't the know. 10-year anniversary? If we ever suits? get to an episode of Suits that's on the day we're recording, uh, we'll have to uh, celebrate. Now, 
I was on uh, the Twitter.com, uh, a.k.a. X, uh, at this point in recorded history, and I saw that Harry and Meghan are trending this morning. And I'm like, oh, man, I guess everybody's fired up about suits like we are to talk about Zayn versus Zayn. Obviously, a flagship episode of the show. It mm-hmm. would bring everybody's attention to Harry and Meghan. And I'm sure there's nothing else in the world that people could be talking about dealing with those two people. It's got to be about suits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chappelle, would you rather Prince Harry or Mike Ross? Oh, this is tough. You know, they did have that dating show, right? Where it was like, do you want to marry Harry? 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to marry Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, Mike Ross can't fight. Mm-hmm. That's probably a deal breaker. That kind of gives me the ick. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are we going with Harry? We're Team Harry here. <laughs> like, I feel like we have to be unified in this. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess let's see where it goes. Let's track it right yeah, now. Yeah, right? Let's, yes, let's track it. Right now, Harry has the edge, but by the end of this, maybe we'll be Team Mike Ross. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, let us know in your feedback. Go to suitspodcast.com <laughs> slash feedback or the Facebook group. Maybe we'll do a poll in the Facebook group and see what people oh, say. God. Okay. All right. Uh, so really, the vehicle to get Robert Zane into the mix is that there is this company, uh, Folsom Foods. I got a little confused. I thought that this was the same company that had the really terrible tasting water that also tasted like ass. But that was Durham Foods. This is Folsom Foods. Durham Foods, not Folsom Foods, not liquid IQ water. Is that what the other water was? Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah. no, this is completely different. So Folsom Foods uh, was being sued by by Pearson Hartman and their client uh, Sloan uh, and basically they were saying that there was gender discrimination. She had been trying to move up the the ladder, trying to get a higher position, and she hit a wall, and she was like, oh, this is because, you know, they, they don't respect me because I'm a woman. And mm-hmm. so they sued. There was going to be a settlement. They settled the case for $10 million. Well, some guy named Derek Portis, who, Rob, from what I hear, quite a dick. He and old-looking. Yeah, old-looking, Eight fifty six, but he could pass for roughly 80, 89, mm-hmm. 90. You know, yeah. and so this guy, he aged like milk. Me, probably, mean people, uh, they're looking old. They do be looking old. Mm-hmm. You can tell. A lot they of times you that. look at somebody. Yeah. They do. It, it look, it's probably something we should all heed. You know, when you when you start to treat people like trash, you act like a dick, sometimes you age poorly. And so Derek Portis not only aged poorly, you know. Um, you know, in, in physically, but also he died. He died. So, uh, yeah, not, not nobody liked him. aging. Yeah, nobody liked him. His his legacy lives on as he was a dick. Okay, and so that as it just so happens, it's also Rachel Zane's birthday, and she's having a birthday lunch with Robert Zane, who we've heard about but haven't seen. Robert Zane is uh, played by the great Wendell Pierce, uh, who's known for many things, but probably most notably for his role as uh, Detective Bunk on The Wire. Oh, my God. Seeing Wendell Pierce anywhere is, like, so good because he's he's iconic. I think he doesn't get enough credit. I think this man is, like, one of, at least for me, one of just, like, the most like recognizable actors I've ever known in my whole life. Like I've known this man as long as I've been alive. I'm waiting to exhale. Malcolm X, Ray, Selma. Like he's been in everything. He's been on Broadway. This is a big get for a show like Suits because Suits has a great cast, but I want to say this is the biggest name we've seen so far. 
Yeah, especially to come in as sort of like a uh, new character on the show that I think this is not the last time we're going to see Robert Zane, although I happen to be on IMDb, so maybe I'm spoiled. And so we're going to... Yeah, (laughs) well, sometimes I see like uh, I'm on the IMDb and I see how many episodes they're in, so I get spoiled on that that type of stuff. Uh, But yeah, I mean, this is huge. Yes, and Robert Zane, he comes in as obviously Rachel's dad, but also, it, he gives me the vibe that he is a respected lawyer as well. This man is named oh, partner. Oh, sure. But, but he is not named partner like how a lot of these other law firms, Harvey and Jessica, will go up against. They seem like they're almost, it's almost laughable that these other people are coming to them, right? Like, oh, well, we're going to mop the floor with you at trial. We're going to make you look bad. We're going to do all this other stuff. Robert Zane comes in and they're like, oh, God. You know, like, it's Robert Zane. Yeah. Like, this, this, is, this might be tough, y'all. And, that's before they knew that Rachel was his uh, daughter. Yeah, well, he has a reputation. I mean, even Mike Ross has heard of him, where he's talking about, like, well, your dad is Robert Zane? Like, how many Zanes yeah. are out there? What do you think? Her dad is Billy Zane? Look, Rachel suspects that maybe maybe Mike Ross didn't realize there was a relation because Robert Zane is blackety black. Mm-hmm. And Rachel... She 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 a little bit fairer skinned. Yes. <laughs> and so she asked him point blank, you think it's odd that I have a black dad? Do you mm-hmm. think this tan is just this is a year-round tan? And Mike Ross is like, whoa, where did we get there? But Rob, I'll go ahead and say it. I I knew this was a black woman the moment I saw her. But when I when the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle stuff started to come out, I realized everybody didn't see it. <laughs> and, yeah. I didn't, and I was surprised by that. I mean, the royal family, they knew. They they did their research. I think maybe at first glance they didn't know. Somebody slammed but, a Manila folder on the desk. Right. They said, Look at "We have a situation." Like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, we thought it was a tan. <laughs> Look, I thought I, I I love it because this is so pre Prince Harry that um, that the joke just it, it's literally a great joke because it's so accurate. I really I really was su- surprised to see how much commentary there was about this woman's race uh, or her ethnicity at least. And I was just like that's that's really odd because to me it's very obvious that she was a black woman. Uh, but so I appreciated suits for allowing her to be biracial or you know black in this uh show as well cuz a lot of times it's really easy to let somebody who could who could pass for white just be white. And mm-hmm. so uh yeah, I, I like that they called it out. But I did feel like Rachel was a little teed up. She was like on edge about it. Like, you think you what? You didn't think I was going to be I could be black, huh? It's yeah. like, whoa, calm down. Well, she did just come home from the lunch with dad where dad was saying like, hey, like, uh, why do you try keep trying to be a lawyer? Just give up. You're not good at it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. What's that about? Why, why are you doing just that? Just do something uh, that you're good at. He was trying to slow play it. It was their birth. It was her birthday. They were having dinner. And he's just like, so paralegal, huh? Been a few years, what five, six years? You know, you know, you never want to go try to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And she said, "She's like, oh, I get it. It's the paralegal speech again. You think I'm not good enough? I'm just pretty like mom. Okay, Robert Zane, I'll show you." And so the rest of the episode, she has a chip on her shoulder, and she is not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this just so happens when Robert Zane is going to be going up against Pearson Hardman. And now because Rachel is a little bit set off with having to wanting to prove her dad wrong, she wants to be involved in uh, this case. She wants to be the paralegal. I don't think we've ever seen a paralegal in any of these depositions before, but Rachel really puts her foot down. I want to be the paralegal here on this case. Uh, And this is a situation where Harvey is like more than happy to 
potentially get under the skin of Robert Zane. They're like, okay, yeah, sure. You could be there. Yeah. You want to, you want in, you want us to use uh, your relationship with your dad against him in court. Uh, I think I can make an allowance. That's normally not something that Harvey would do. Far be it for Harvey to pit someone against their child <laughs> to, to make gains in the legal in the legal world here. Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely right up Harvey's alley. We've seen it before. And so he's like, yeah, uh, come into Rome. Let me show you how your dad operates and let your dad try to operate like he wants to operate in front of you. Yeah. And so... This puts him in a tight spot. Yes, yeah, so they're going to have this uh, deposition uh, with this woman, uh, Mosley, uh, I believe is her. Sloan. Sloan is, her, is Mosley her last name? Sloan Mosley. Sloan yes, Mosley, yeah. And so they're like, okay, well, he's not going to like uh, rip her a new one if his daughter is in the room. But you don't know uh, what uh, Robert Zane is like. Yeah, Robert Zane is like, I came to do my job. So, yes, Rachel is my daughter, but she asked to be in the room. And so now she gets to get whatever comes to her. And he lays into Sloan. He's like, uh, you know, just judging by what we can tell here, you know, you had tried to move on and find a different job because you felt like you weren't being valued. That's crazy because it just doesn't look like you're valuable. You just don't you don't meet the standards. They sounds like they passed you up because you're not good enough. Is it true that you're not good enough to do this job? You're not good enough to be in this position. Maybe you should quit and try something else. Like my daughter. I'm sorry, not like my daughter, but you know what I'm saying. Just hypothetically speaking, if I if my daughter was in the room, maybe she would be hearing me say that she ain't good enough to. Mm-hmm. And this just sets Rachel off. It kind of, um, you know, she she came in there to fight this fight, right? She wanted to prove that she was tough enough. And she doesn't react in a moment. Mike Ross actually reacts and is like, oh, nope, we're shutting this down. This is over with. But Rachel thinks Mike did it to save her. I don't think that's necessarily the case, Rob. What do you think? Well, we see Rachel storm into the bathroom after Mike and like, Mike, you don't stop a deposition to save me. I'm a big girl. I can do this on my own. I don't need you. I don't need your help. And Mike Ross is like, um, I was stopping that because our client was getting beat up on by your dad. It had nothing to do with you. She's like, yes, it did. He's like, no, actually, it didn't. And I believe him. I mean, yeah. again, if Rachel wasn't in the room, Mike still would have done the same exact thing. Her dad would have done the same thing, and so would have Mike. He said he wasn't even looking at Rachel. And so although we know that Mike always has feelings for Rachel, yeah, he always looking at her. Let's, let's be very clear. And then he got a photographic memory, so yeah. if he thinks about it really hard, he can really just see that same exact facial expression. Well, the point here is, is that he would have reacted the same exact way, whether it was uh, Sloan Mosley or Rachel Zane in that room. And it just happened to be both of them. Yeah. I think that the line that really stood out was like, uh, you didn't have the courage to go and try something else. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, I I do think that Robert Zane was trying to get his message across. You know, uh, that the thing about Mike is that he is just so emotional about everything. So it is shades of the mock trial. But I I do think that it's also that Mike Ross is uh, definitely always in his feelings in these cases. Yeah, I mean, but this time, I, I can imagine that he was just in his feelings for Sloan Mosley. You know, uh, he obviously respects Robert Zane, but Mike didn't go to law school. So he is learning a lot of these legal tactics, you know, on the front lines, right? So he's coming in thinking, we're lawyers. We're about to do the right thing a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they push him into the, nope, you got to go strong arm this person. He goes and he does it, but he cries at night. You know, he doesn't love it. Well, Robert Zane comes in. He's like, oh, my God, it's Robert Zane, you know? And then Robert Zane, you know, puts his foot down and he's like, whoa, Robert Zane, when did you act? You've been acting like this this whole time. You're crazy. So I think that's what it is. Um, Mike Ross always going to be in his feelings, but I just don't think this time it was about Rachel. I think Rachel was about making this about Rachel. 
Well, Robert Zane, he puts enough fear into uh, Sloane Mosley that she's willing to uh, accept a settlement and so that they don't want to go to trial on this. No. Uh, <laughs> Sloane Mosley's like, that was good. I've had enough of that. Now I'm, I don't want any more of that. And so this is cool. We're not going to trial. This is great. Jessica told uh, uh, Harvey to cut uh, Robert Zane off at the knees. And it seems that this worked. So when Harvey goes to Robert Zane to negotiate, Robert's like, yeah, Harvey, that thing you did when you brought in my daughter wasn't great. So remember that uh, that settlement we offered? Mm-hmm. It's off the table. Yeah. I'm not going to offer you a dollar. You this we're going to court now. And now Sloan Mosley gets to be get beat up on on the court on the uh, on the stand because you decided to go low and bring in my daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this is definitely uh Harvey is not happy about this. What happens next is that we see that Rachel and Mike end up having to go through all of these reviews from promotion reviews from uh I guess from these other people who have gotten promotions at the uh, Fulsome Foods, right? Mm-hmm. Because they they have to go and now prove that this is discriminatory against this woman, Sloan. Uh, so they're going through all the reviews and they find out that um, over the past five years, every time they don't promote a woman, they always use the same combination of the same 16 words. Uh, and for the men, they don't use these words, but these are the words they use. High-strung, sensitive, aggressive, abrasive, Clearly coded language that would say, okay, this is how we think women be acting. Yeah. Not, women not be even that coded, really. Like not literally <laughs> not that coded. And look up any type of uh, negative words said about a woman mm-hmm. at any time ever in life. And you're going to find those words in there. It's just coded language that is, is, is it's, it's embarrassing. Hey, uh, wh- how- why don't we promote her? Like, no, she's no. too high strung. <laughs> She's too emotional. Too emotional. She can never be president. She's not <laughs> yeah, fulsome you know? foods material. Right, right. Meanwhile, you go and hire people like, I don't know, Daniel Hardman and, mm-hmm. you know, Har- Harvey Specter, Robert Zane. These people have no problem moving up, you know, and they're high, strong, abrasive, mm-hmm. sensitive, you know, yeah. aggressive, whatever. But yeah, so here we find out that there could be potentially uh, discrimination against multiple women. In fact, I think it's 113 female employees across 22 divisions at Fulsome Foods. And so they come to Robert Zane with this information. He's just kind of like, oh, yeah, damn. I didn't know that. That's um, it's not great. That's not great. And so now Harvey's like, yeah, you should have took that $2 million, uh, that $2 million settlement because you're not getting anything. We're, we're going to take this all the way to the bank. We're going to court and I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. So what... Uh, Robert Zane's uh, comeback against this ultimately is that he wants to then, you know, uh, break up all of these cases and then fight Pearson Hardman on every single one of them because he kind of smells blood in the water like the last episode that he feels like that they're in a weakened state. And uh, that's how he's going to basically like uh, bleed Pearson Hardman dry. Yeah. He's like, uh, you could probably fight one class action case, but if we did this, um, you know, maybe like 45 times, you might win some, you might lose some, but you're going to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. doing this. And from what we can tell, Pearson Hardman can't handle this. Yeah. But you know who could handle this, Rob? Who? 
Kirsten Zane. Kirsten Zane. Okay. And this is yes. like the second time in uh, the last two episodes that we're really focusing on that second name. We got to take Daniel Hardman off the board. Harvey wants it to be Pearson Harvey. Uh, now, uh, now, uh, we get to, or sorry, Pearson Spectre. I never call him no, my Pearson last name. Harvey is Pearson, I mean, Pearson, Pearson. I, I, you wouldn't have to change as many letters. Right. You, only you have to change, change the, the D-M-A-N. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It saves some money. It saves a lot of money on things. Yeah. Yeah. Money's tidier. <laughs> okay. What sounds better? Pearson Spectre or Pearson Zane? Yes. I think they both sound really good, honestly. I think Pearson Zane, that has a good read to it. Robert Zane seems to know what he's talking about. I mean, the guy looks, uh, he's heavily uh, lauded in this, uh, you know, community, it seems. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but probably worse options mm-hmm. to merge. Yeah. You go merge. Yeah. But is Rachel Zane like a Nepo baby then at Pearson Zane? Oh, she quits that day. <laughs> That's the day she quits her job. No, seriously. You know, she just doesn't want that on her. She doesn't want to have to carry around the family name. She doesn't want to have to live up to her dad's name. If if that happens, that's Rachel's last day working for Pearson anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so Jessica and Robert Zane, they had go back and forth a couple of times. And, uh, you know, Robert Zane says that Jessica is like, okay, you're the Bobby Fisher. You know, you're this master chess player. She's like, no. I'm playing dominoes because we're going to I'm I'm the woman lawyer out here. I'm the woman who's running my own ship and then we're going to take these cases on and once we get the first one to fall, they're all going to fall. Now, I don't think that's how you really play dominoes. Then you play with dominoes that way. But if you're going to play the game right. of dominoes, it doesn't exactly go the same way. Nah, this ain't bones. She just she just wants to line them up, you mm-hmm. know, like how they used to do. Is that a is that a thing still, Rob? When when I was a, a wee lad, yes. I used to see this on TV and uh, in like television shows and stuff like that. Like like the the days of the slinky, yeah, you know, where people would play with toys and you would see people line up the dominoes and knock them down. And sometimes it wasn't even dominoes, but it just gave you the same vibe as dominoes. But you yeah, you not press one and it just sets off this whole little chain reaction. We don't do that no more. Did the kids no, lose that I think the kids do do that and then there's other things like that um anthony my younger son uh, that he will do that and then you'll hear him like screaming that like the um, my other son knocked over the dominoes that he was setting up but they've also got things that like put the dominoes down like these kids are lazy now and they uh, get like a toy that like puts all the dominoes down like it's like rolling and like dropping dominoes does it for him (laughs) yeah that's incredible that's a thing that's these kids aren't lazy. They just have ingenuity is what I like. They to have call ingenuity. It, yes. You know? So yeah, they've, they definitely They're like, why didn't y'all do it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So after that, okay. Robert Zane, uh, he's going to back down. Uh, he is going to meet with Rachel and, uh, that he finds out from Rachel that actually, uh, Hey, I, you know, I passed the LSAT, right? Yeah. He backs down because, uh, Jessica says, she's going to release a press release that says the female head of a major law firm is going to the ends of the earth to fight 45 cases of gender discrimination, which would make him look really bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so like, really we're doing this. And so this would be something that would like basically make the firm look really bad too. You know, like, uh, it would, it would put her in a bad spot, but it would make it put him in a bad spot too. She said she'd rather lose her firm than get married. And so this is what kind of puts it, uh, get married, you know, staring down the barrel, the barrel shotgun, of a shotgun, right? Yeah. Shotgun weddings. Not, not her thing. More, that's more like a Pee Wee Herman, ter- uh, you know, <laughs> trope, but we, that's another podcast. Um, 
But yeah, so because of this, he now is kind of like, I'll back off, you know, and he goes and he makes up with Rachel, who, um, you know, finally reveals that, yeah, she took the LSAT, she got a 172, and she just didn't want to hear him be like, well, where, why you didn't get a 177, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so... This is a pretty good they, impression. They find, I, You're yeah, like Mike I, Ross. I, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I only have to see it once. But, no, what happens here is that they finally are able to kind of come to the point where he said, look, I get it. You know, you're not a little girl anymore. And maybe I'm the one who needs to toughen up because, you know, I only see you as a little girl who got her feelings hurt a couple times when she was younger, when she failed at stuff. And I'm, and it pains me as your father to watch you not be good at stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's less about, you know, you not being a lawyer like your dear old dad, but more about like, man, if you keep failing at this, you look very sad. It makes me sad. I want to see you do stuff that you can excel at. So, I think there's a little bit of that in there. It's probably both. Make no mistake. He's probably still like, but you also could be a lawyer like your dear old dad. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but this, I think this rehabilitates his image a lot in this last couple scenes. Well, he's going to back off this case because it's a conflict of interest. So he's going to hand it off to one of his old colleagues. And guess who's uh, going to be coming back next week? Daniel Hardman. Yeah. Daniel Hardman's back. Now I got spoiled on this. Okay. What? So, I didn't so even know Daniel Harbour was coming I back. I got spoiled this on this because that on Netflix, like I see the episode titles and I saw that next episode uh, is called He's Back. And I'm like, well, how many he's could there be? Like, I like Trevor. I, I guess Trevor could be. Trevor's back. Trevor could be back, but we thought he was back in the last episode. Travis and Tanner. I guess Travis Tanner. But I was like, ooh, he's back. <laughs> I bet it's Daniel Hardman. It's Danny. Danny Hardman is back um, because. Uh, Robert Zane went to Harvard as well. And so he knows Daniel Harmon. They were in the same class. There's a really weird moment in this episode, Rob, where Mike Ross is getting kind of full of himself and uh, during the deposition. And he goes, yeah, Robert Zane, I don't know what law school you went to, but mine said that you can't do X, Y, Z. And Robert Zane's like, I went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, Mike Ross, where did you go to school again? Don't you, could you calm down just a little bit? Uh, but yes, this He's is a reminder. Strong, Mike Ross. He, and aggressive, yes. you know? Maybe, uh, they, maybe, maybe he you know, they the shouldn't platter. have thrown out all of his pot. Maybe that uh, was helping him be not so high-strung. Look, some would say it could be medicinal, <laughs> you know, back then and even now. You know, maybe they should legalize it in New York or in Toronto or one of those places. <laughs> we'll or maybe happens. both. Maybe both, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I thought it was very interesting that they brought that up because that is a reminder that a lot of these lawyers went to Har- Harvard and, yeah, Daniel Hardman did too. And so... He's back to fight against Pearson Hardman once again. Okay, great. So Daniel Hardman, he's going to be coming back in the next episode. We had a storyline also in this episode uh, with Lewis versus Katrina. Lewis was upset that he didn't get to hire Maria, who was going to be his associate. Instead, uh, here comes Katrina. And did you think it's weird that Katrina doesn't know at all who senior partner Lewis Litt is? No. He became senior partner the day she was hired. You know, he does. She, he was not senior partner when when she came on. In all her research, she probably never heard of this man as a junior partner. Uh, she's a fifth year associate uh, where she was at. Oh no, she, yeah, and uh, she was at the DA's yeah. office. She ain't worried about Lewis. I don't know. I just you know, that's just Chappelle. He's such a character. I have to think that he has yeah. a reputation of like everybody is. All these lawyers, they all went to Harvard. They all run in the same circles. Like. I would just think that Lewis would be a a figure who would be like infamous. 
You know, I think Lewis thinks that too. I think in Lewis's world, he is that guy. He is very he is infamous for how he how he is in the courtroom, how he is with these associates. But yeah, I think that to his point, he's been stifled a little bit. His growth has been stifled. He's been sitting here at uh, Pearson Hartman just aging out, you know, and not being the big bad uh, lawyer that he knows he can be. And so, yeah, I think this is just more to, uh, you know, to prove what he's saying is that w- there's no reason why Katrina Bennett should get here and be like, who are you again? Uh, but she does. And he is being a mega jerk. You know, this guy sucks in this episode. He starts off by clipping his, his well, I'm sorry, uh, grooming himself at yes. this woman's uh, yes. <laughs> her table uh, at her desk. And then like he's on her computer. He hacks her computer with her awful password. Uh, Prosecutor 99, mm-hmm. Rob? Yeah. I mean- What's up with these people? Um, what was Mike Ross's password? Ross nine nine nine. It was something like that. <laughs> Mike Ross ninety nine or something. Yeah. It's, again, what is it? it all the nines? Yeah. Why? Why is it? Was this a, a popular thing to do? Is that their? I don't know. I, I I don't know what it was. What was going on in what was it twenty thirteen that was mm-hmm. making people act like this? Mm-hmm. But whatever. Lewis gets in her computer. It's very disrespectful, and yes. she's like, oh. I'm not backing down from Lewis. Lewis is going to go to jail in this episode, but he should have been arrested the moment that he is uh, clipping his nails or cuticles in her office. Yeah, she. Yeah, this is disgusting. I'm sorry. You know, like nails aren't nails are nasty just in general because they touch everything. Right. Your hands touch everything, but your nails are always touching stuff, too. So it's kind of nasty because we don't know where your hands have been. But we also don't know. But, you know, also, this is bullying. You know, this is hazing. Uh, this woman works with you. Yeah. Where is HR? You know, Louis. Uh, <laughs> there I, I seemingly is none ago. at Pearson Hartman. <laughs> the, only, it exist. the only HR they have is the one they're trying to take off in the Hardman sign. Yeah, this is uh, the well. They have to leave it on because of the, when they make it Pearson Hartman. <laughs> yes, but uh, <laughs> this is the same uh, human resources department that they probably outsource for Gray's Anatomy as well. The Grace Sloan Memorial, <laughs> the <laughs> Seattle Grace Hospital mm-hmm. HR department. This is them. Yeah, uh, because they don't exist. You know, we saw Rachel. You know, episodes ago when she was quitting. Um, because she thought she was about to get fired. She said, Louis, I could take you to court. She's like, I did everything by the book. And she's like, no, there's a bunch of other stuff you didn't do by the book. You you could go down for this. Don't play with me. And here's more proof that that is true. Yeah, so they end up going back and forth where then she gets advice from Donna about how to suck up to Lewis, and then he kind of takes the bait, but it turns out to be a trap that she got him to sign on to this case, and ultimately she told him the wrong court date so that he would get a $3,000 fine. When she shows up at court, he ends up like switching out her court documents for pictures of him photoshopped as different U.S. presidents. Yeah, which it's kind of clever, mm-hmm. right? That's not clever to you. I thought that was amazing. It's pretty I good. Thought, I would love know, to see that, a gallery that, of those. A lot of Lewis Lit Photoshop going on in this episode. It really is. Which presidents, did you catch which presidents it was? Like, was there a specific <sighs> rhyme or reason to the presidents that he chose? No, I think, uh, was it like Teddy Roosevelt? I thought I saw was one of them. I thought I saw, I thought I saw, uh, yeah, Teddy. I thought I saw somebody else. Was it Taft? Mm-hmm. Listen, it, it happened so fast. Um, but yes, 
This is a good practical joke. It also gets her a big fine and it makes her look really bad in court, um, which she had got him a fine too. So it's kind of even yeah. Stevens, you know, uh, but they're at it. I like Katrina. I like that she doesn't back down to Lewis Lid. Yeah. Well, she gets the last laugh on Lewis because uh, she ends up getting him to uh, get basically like uh, arrested, trying to get into the court with a weapon, which is his very fancy cuticle cutter. Mm-hmm. For sculpting his nails. Yes. yes. He gets arrested and, and he goes she to goes jail. To visit him and- yeah, like more like holding. Yeah, but still. You know, but yeah. still. Yeah. yeah, but still. He's behind bars, uh, you know, of sorts. And he does get a mugshot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but she goes to him and she's like, look, I get it. You don't like me because I'm a woman. You think you can bully me because I'm a woman. But guess what? I'm Katrina goddamn Bennett. Okay? I, I don't have to deal with that. I put people behind bars and you can end up like them too. You keep messing with me. And Louis like, wait, you think this is because I think you're like because you're a woman? No, 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 no. I worship women. Look, look, I love Gwen Stefani. You and know, Hillary Clinton. Uh, and Hillary Clinton and his mom. Uh, but he's just like, uh, no, this is because I'm an asshole. I, I just am. Mm-hmm. I, this is how I treat people when they come for me. I felt like you were like, I felt like I was scorned by Harvey and stuff like that. So I was being a bully. It's what I do. It has nothing to do with you, but we can call a truce if you want to, and they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a scene that's earlier in the episode where Donna comes to Lewis and they're talking about like Donna's like, just give, just forgive her. Let it go because Donna had made special cookies for uh, Donna and the, those cookies, uh, they had uh, pistachios in them, the nut of royalty. Do you like when they talk about Donna's sweet tooth? I do. I do. Because like it's like. The, the key to Donna is knowing where her snacks are, you know, like, you know, her coffee order, knowing what type of cookies. So these were uh, semi-sweet dark chocolate cookies with a dollop of peanut butter. I thought it was butterscotch. Uh, oh, well, yeah, it was butterscotch. And instead of walnuts, of course, pistachios, mm-hmm. another royalty. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, she, she did her research, which really means that she was really trying to get to Donna. So Katrina knew about Donna. You know, she knew that Donna was the key mm-hmm. to all of this. She just hadn't met Lewis Lit yet. But um, yeah, in this moment, Lewis and Donna talk, and Lewis is upset with Donna because he's like, Look, you want me to forgive this woman because she made you some cookies and you barely know her, but you haven't forgiven me for what happened with Daniel Hartman. Uh, Harvey said he was never going to forgive me. She's like, yeah, you and Harvey made up. What are you talking about? He's like, all he did was rip up my resignation letter and tell me I was stuck here with him. Uh, that's it. You know, there was no forgiving here. We don't talk. There's no banter. We don't clock in. Yeah. Where's our Where's our, our witty repartee? You know what I'm saying? He like, doesn't where, where even prank it? me anymore. That was to What's Lewis. That? that was a sign of endearment. I mean, like, I don't know who broke Lewis, but that th- this toxic relationship, this is love for Lewis. It is, and they ain't being toxic. Even Donna ain't did nothing toxic to him. So, you know, you're talking about forgiving, but y'all haven't really forgiven me. And so by the end, when he makes his truce with uh, Katrina, you know, he comes back to his office and finds that his mugshot has been plastered all around his office. So initially he thinks, oh, this Katrina lady, oh, she's crazy. Because I I thought we made Mm -hmm. up, but obviously we're, we're still at it. It's fine. But this might have been Donna. I think it was Harvey. It might have been both. Yeah. I think, yeah. That, you so, know, Donna helped, but I think Harvey signed uh-huh. off on it. And, of course, that must mean that they're on better terms. Yeah. You know, now that they're pranking, they're back to their old, you know, their old, you know, back and forth. Everything good now. 
things are happy. Things are good in the house of Pearson Hartman, at least where, as far as Lewis is concerned. Now, I don't know how that's going to work out when Daniel Hartman comes back uh, to we'll see. you know compete against them next episode. But I'm 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 assuming Lewis is going to have to choose a side again. And it's very clearly going to be with Pearson Hartman. Yeah, the mugshot thing was very funny. I really liked how they did it. They even replaced like the smaller like photos of Lewis like, yeah. on his desk with the different mugshot photos. That each mugshot like was different. It said different things. Or arrested for like uh, being being a dick. Like <laughs> different things that they could say. <laughs> so uh, that was all really really fun. Uh, that was I think uh, my favorite thing in this episode. No, it was so good. I, I really enjoyed this episode, Rob. This was a fun time. I like Robert Zane as a character. I think all of our favorite characters were doing what yeah. we like about them the most. Uh, not a great, like, not not a lot of content from Mike Ross. But, I mean, it was a good Rachel episode, too. Rachel has yeah. had some awful episodes. This is such a big, like, improvement from Rachel being like, yeah, I like to cheat, too. Okay, Rachel, yeah. we get it. You know, uh, this is better. So... My take here is that, you know, I really enjoyed the Daniel Hardman storyline, which was in the first 10 episodes of season two. I kind of feel like that these three episodes, since they came back from the midseason break, were kind of just like they were they were all fine. Nothing was bad. But I feel like that there wasn't wasn't really like high stakes things going on. A lot of like relationship talk, but not necessarily like big, you know, uh, high stakes battles. So I'm very excited to see the big bad of the season, Daniel Hardman coming back for maybe the last couple episodes. Yeah. And we know Robert Zane will be coming back too. So maybe we get some, uh, more Daniel Hardman, Robert Zane. I like when they bring in the heavy hitters like you. Yeah. So this is, this is good. Good times. I, I really enjoy it. Who gets a Liddy this week? Does Rachel get the Liddy? I mean, she does like get one off uh, over on her dad. Uh, so, yeah, we give he it to Rachel. Her. It's a Zane versus Zane episode. Give Rachel the Liddy. I mean, Harvey didn't do that much. What did he even do? No, I think he Harvey did nothing. Didn't do I, literally, he did uh, nothing. not a lot of Harvey. Yeah, not a lot of Mike in this episode. This was Zane versus Zane, and uh, you know, our Zane won. And so, uh, Rachel, this is your Liddy. I think Jessica, you could squint and see it, but no, give it to Rachel for Zane versus Zane. Okay, Chappelle, we get feedback on all of these episodes. Go to suitspodcast.com/slash feedback or just click the link on suitspodcast.com. Now, somebody anonymously said there was a club condo reference. Did you catch that? A club condo. Is Jeff Probst a Suits fan? Oh, oh, it couldn't have been in this episode, right? Which episode was it in? They they said for episode thirteen. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's for keep it keep an ear out if anybody talks about club condo. Okay. How about one? Uh, Davis comma Will says Ross nine 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 prosecutor nine nine. Does anyone on this show know a single thing about password security? No, they don't. Rob, I know you famously hate cybersecurity as well. Um, we'd have to assume your password is something like Sestinino nine 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 nine. Yes, yes, it's it's nine nines. Oh, just nine yes. nines. Got gotcha. you. Okay. David Schwartz wants to know, uh, Chappelle, which giant mugshot caption was your favorite? I saw senior asshole, Abraham loser, <laughs> Norma's bitch, arrested for being <laughs> a dick, and something about sculpted cuticles. Uh, senior asshole is very funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I like it because it almost sounds like it's Spanish, like senor asshole. Yeah. <laughs> senor, senor asshole. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, what it's meant to be. Okay. No, nah, I, I like that one. Man, I, I got to go back and read them all down because that's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kat sent us some feedback to say the suit's exterior locations for season two, episode 13. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kat has started sending us these for a bunch of them. Uh, Rachel met Robert Zane for lunch outside the Consumer Gas Company Historic Building, which is at 17 mm-hmm. Toronto Street, Old Toronto. Harvey's Bagel Cart is located at 40 Temperance Street. Now, Harvey ate a lot of bagels in this episode. We never saw Harvey eat one bagel throughout the entire series. The guy had like a real bagel craving this week. It's because he wasn't doing any law this week. <laughs> like This was Harvey just... Out here, minding his own business. Like, hey, Mike Ross, go handle this deposition. I'm about to go. What? Eat. I'm about to go eat. And, and can I eat? And they won't let yeah. this man eat at all. You know, every time he tries to go have lunch, here comes Rachel Zane like, ah, but we're going up against my dad. He's like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And she even tries to eat his bagel. Can I give you a take? Tell me if you think I'm way off base here with this. Harvey Specter okay. doesn't know how to eat. Harvey Specter eats any thing that is put in front of him like it's an apple he will like uh he (laughs) takes a bagel and just like like chomps like a giant bite hot dog same thing takes uh takes the glizzy and just (sighs) like he would i'm watching for this now harvey specter does not know how to eat like a normal person now i gotta now i gotta watch it too i gotta be watching this man guzzle the glizzy because just to see how he does it Mm-hmm. I, but it's it's fine. I, I I'm I'm willing to entertain that as well. I think it's because we always see him eating off of food carts. You know, he's always on the go. He's always late. So he's like shoveling food into his face. He doesn't really eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably a good point. He's probably more just like feeding himself. It's not the same as he eats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was annoyed a couple episodes ago that he had to get something from like a hot dog from a truck instead of from a cart. Yeah. This is it. He's always just like grabbing stuff to go. And I guess the New Yorker in him doesn't allow him to eat hot mm-hmm. dogs off of a truck. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Rob, you, you again, you weren't a big city guy, though. Like, so no. you weren't like eating Long the New York, uh, yeah. the neat cart, you know, whatever, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch this man eat as well. And, we need to see it. Yeah. Also, Jessica, when she met Robert Zane, uh, Kat says that you can see a Beck taxi uh, in the background, which I guess is a, a staple of. Toronto, York, and not real New York. Yes, and if you want to see all the external locations Kat has done the work for us, it is in our Suits Yourself, a Suits Binge Rewatch Facebook group. So go to the Facebook group, go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook and check it out. I'm telling you, this is where all the cool stuff is hidden. We got the associates on it doing the work. And thank you again to Kat. Um, You know, there's a lot of good uh, feedback in there. We talk about the lyrics of the, uh, the theme song. Is it bean pie? Is it beehive? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But explore that and much, much more in the Facebook group. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we also uh, got yeah Pamela in the Facebook group says uh, that she was hoping that Sheila would be in the running for the Liddy for the Blindside episode. Did we misfire that? Should Sheila have gotten the Liddy? She's not one of the core members of the cast, but she is one of the core members of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love Sheila. And so I think that if she gets a more like, daily role you know we're doing this every day and we gotten a couple a couple glimpses of sheila's ass and so if we were to get more of sheila's ass on a consistent basis then i think 
we could make we could start to integrate her into the the running for the Liddy. Okay, you know, and so do you this need is to not, be in the not, main credits to be eligible for the Liddy? Is that the requirement? I don't, I don't know. I think you just have to be a major player, yeah. and I think that a player, you know, a I think player. you have to be one of those, yeah. right? Okay, and she and I just think she's like kind of right there on like right there on the ex like. On the outskirts of that, she needs to be a main plot point and and a few more episodes before I can really start to trust her with the lady. So a couple other pop culture references. I did like the one about Lewis Litt saying that he wanted Katrina to kneel before Zod. Did you know that one? Oh yeah, that's Superman. Superman, right? yeah, uh, Superman too. General Zod. Uh, that he comes mm-hmm. down and wants everybody to kneel before Zod. Okay, so Lewis identifies with Zod. But then we get into everything from The Untouchables, and it is like a real suits trope where somebody quotes a movie and then another person has to kind of like hang a lampshade on it. Like, oh, you're doing quotes from The Untouchables in here? Yeah, yeah. They have to let us in on the joke, mm-hmm. but I, I'd say that we we can do that too sometimes. You know, where you and I are going back and forth about like random references to reality shows. These people aren't listening that's, to, or, or they don't know what they're talking about. That's fine, but you know? if it's just if it was just me and you, and you and I are making references about a thing that we know, we don't have to like acknowledge of like oh like oh I can see that you that you and I are making references about flavor of love. I think that's because in our world, making references about flavor of love is okay. I think that these people are they are they are very very serious lawyers, you know. And so with them, you just make an Untouchables reference. I have to be like, is that the Untouchables? Yes. Like, what are we doing? Are we doing that? Yes. Because you know you almost have to like um, to acknowledge somebody as your equal. You're like, oh, I see you have the finer taste. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you like exquisite things. You watch the Untouchables. Yes. Yeah. You know. So I think that's what Boy, it is. I think that the Harvard Law movie trivia pub night uh, is probably uh, pretty wild. Everybody uh, knows it, all these movie quotes. Do you think they watch Suits, though? Do you think Harvard, like, Harvard signed off on this, mm-hmm. right? There's no way their, their, their school is getting just uh, all this hype and they weren't in on, you know, they didn't get no credit from Suits at all. So I, they got to make them watch this in like Law 101 or something, right? This, 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 this has to come up. There's, there's no way you graduate from Harvard Law and not watch Suits. It just doesn't make sense for me. That'd be a good course at Harvard Law, like the law of Suits. And basically they go through all the cases and uh, debate the case law. We should teach that course. Yeah. This should be that <laughs> okay. course. And then also when Robert Zane comes in and doesn't want to talk about the untouchables, Harvey says, oh, I thought you'd be a more of a Steel Magnolias guy. He's like, no, I'm more of a Beaches man myself. <laughs> I said, yes, Robert Zane. Good comeback. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But look, again, these lawyers, they got to be on it. I'm, I'm sure. I, I think you're right. I think the movie nights at Harvard be banging. Okay. All right. Anything else about Zane versus Zane? Nah, this is great. Love seeing Robert Zane here. I'm glad, like I said, I I, I give Rachel a lot of credit. It, 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 she was she was moving for me very slowly in the beginning, but she got what she wanted in the end. She wanted to be acknowledged by her dad as somebody who can be successful in this world if she want if she wants it. Um, and so I liked it. I want more Robert Zane as as fast as possible because this this Wendell Pierce in this role is is great. Um, and yeah, this is a great cast. I don't think I've seen any misses yet in the cast. Yeah. Okay. Another good episode. Looking forward to Daniel Hardman's return next time. Chappelle, where could people keep up with you? Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. All right. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChumpaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.